0: Welcome to the Florida Specifier podcast. This is Brett Cyphers, and I'm joined today by my co-host and fellow members of the Specifier Editorial Board. First, Ryan Matthews. Ryan is the former Deputy Secretary and Secretary of the Florida Department of Environmental Protection and is now with the Gray Robinson Law Firm. We also have Jeff Littlejohn. Jeff is the Specifier's editor who got us into this mess to begin with. He is also a former Deputy Secretary at DEP and is now Principal at the National Stormwater Trust. And on-site performance, he's also a senior advisor at the Adams and Reese Law Firm. And next, there's Pat Gillespie. Patrick is the editor-in-chief of the Florida Specifier, Fire, who, in addition to being the guy who makes the trains run on time, is also a government affairs advisor with Adams and Reese Law Firm. Then there's me. I'm the former executive director of the Northwest Florida Water Management District, current partner at Anfield Consulting, and I host another podcast called Water for Fighting. Gentlemen, it's great to be with you today. You too. Always a pleasure. Happy to be here again, as always, Brett. Happy Monday to all. As of this recording, we're in a committee week for the legislature as we close in on the Thanksgiving holiday week. Ryan, do you want to
1: talk a little bit about what's going on in the Capitol at the moment? It's been a little quiet, but not completely quiet, right? There has been some action. We had a special session That was held in a matter of about forty eight hours that focused on a couple of things. One was hurricane relief from Hurricane Idalia, which hit recently, had a significant impact, so the legislature focused on the more rural areas of the state that were directly impacted. The legislature discussed the family empowerment scholarship program and also really had a, a longer discourse on international events. Obviously, the strife in the Middle East. There was significant support for the state of Israel. There was some additional sanctions placed on countries like Iran. And so that was, again, a 48-hour-ish special session, one of more than a dozen that has occurred over the course of the last couple of years So the legislature will continue their work in committee weeks as we head towards the new year and that January 9th start to the 2024 legislative session.
0: I like the idea that they're blending them with committee weeks at least now instead. So it's not legislating all year round, which is, you know, it's tough on them and it's tough on people that do what we do for
1: a living. Flies in the face of the part-time legislature. Yeah,
0: exactly. Patrick, as we speak, you are closing in on putting the November-December issue to bed, that could be coming out in a day or two, or it may already actually be out. So look for that. How is that going? So people get an idea of, What's going on behind the scene there?
2: It's going well. We're pretty close to wrapping it up. I think what readers are going to see is a mix of different issues. We'll talk a little bit about it, but we're going to touch on some upcoming legislative session issues, a couple of different things that have been breaking in the news. We're going to kind of get people caught up on a lot of different topics, similarly to the last edition, but I think a little more expansive.
0: Let's talk about the issue itself, Patrick. You're the boss. What went into your choices for the front page? Do we know what's on the front page yet? I do not know.
2: We do, we do. So we have really a legislative session driven cover since this will be the last edition that comes in before session. So we have a guest column from Senator Jason Broder, which kind of lays out some of his priorities for the upcoming session, which I think is a great resource for our readers, it brings something to the table that maybe they're not able to get on their own, just speaks a lot to the specifiers brand that we're able to bring a senator who's the chair of a committee to write something and to give his perspective, because you don't, you don't always get that right from the legislature. Sometimes their ideas are in open public forum, sometimes it's a little more behind the scenes. And so I think it's great that we're able to bring that to the table. We also have a breakdown of some of the legislative budget requests that the agencies have. So on the, environmental and agriculture side, kind of what their focus is. Obviously, we'll have governor's recommended budget coming out here shortly, but it also kind of gives a preview of what the agencies are focused on.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of Ryan's world there, which is, I think by the time everyone hears this, the House deadline will have passed for legislative appropriation requests from that community level, at least. And then you have the Senate and obviously the governor's recommended budget. How are you feeling right now about that process? I mean, you've got to be doing a lot of these, right, Ryan?
1: We are. Personal plug for Gray Robinson as a firm. I think last legislative session, we secured a billion dollars in appropriation projects like for our clients. So yeah, we're in the middle of the dance of the LBR from the agency to the governor's proposed budget, and then working with the legislature throughout their budgeting process to ensure that our clients are, you know, get a piece of the pie.
0: And just to add to that, I mean, yeah, I work with Chris Dawson on a few things. you all some really good folks over there at Gray Robinson.
1: We do. Present company excluded. Jeff, How do you think it's turned out?
3: This next issue, I'm very pleased with it. I like what Patrick said about how he summarized his feeling for this edition. It's a good mix of real news, which I think is great. It's a place that we want people and hope people will turn to to get something useful that they're not getting from other sources. I think it looks great. I think it's a great looking paper. It's laid out well and we've got a good mix of articles. I like the perspectives page. We're getting some interesting opinions there as well. I I think that's a place where we'd like to encourage people to continue to kind of put their ideas out there in the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: very pleased with it. And some, I mean, to that point, I'm looking through the articles. I'm like, there's some things in there that you and I might not necessarily agree with all the time. I think that's a good thing to get those things out there, right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Is there something in particular? I think you gave us two articles last time. Yeah,
3: I've got a couple that I really thought were pretty cool articles. I think I mean, for Florida, being able to, what I would call, characterize as, as scooping something that EPA is doing in another part of the country and saying, hey, FYI, keep an eye out. These kinds of changes may be coming to Florida so this is the NPDES article about EPA in another region of the country. That's good content that our people, again, I think are going to be interested in. On the opinions page, I really like Commissioner Park's article about smart growth. With as much growth as we're seeing in Florida, this is a topic that really a lot of people are talking about, and I think Commissioner Park's approach to this is pretty smart. Maybe the the rice whale thing. I, I like that we covered it, brought the attention to the rice's whale well listing process and critical habitat designation over the last couple of editions and following through by giving the latest on that. So what about you, Ryan? You got anything in there? Well, it? I'm
1: glad we're continuing with the tradition of you picking three to five articles <laughs> that are your favorite um, throughout each edition. Now, I, I think I kind of want to bring it back to what Patrick said, you know, What I'm most excited about uh, this issue is that I think you're starting to really see the imprint of the four of us and the change that the specifier is taking. And a lot of that is hopefully a little bit more exposure for readers throughout the legislative process, not only for policy, but for appropriations projects as well. So, I mean, you know, Senator Broder's article would be my favorite because I think it is a look behind the curtain that the specifier hasn't had before. And again, I think the imprint is starting to influence the specifier moving forward and and that's what I'm really most excited about and hopefully readers and listeners are too. What about you, Brett? What do you like about this issue?
0: I commissioned one from some folks cuz in the end, I'm always kind of a policy guy and I'm looking for shiny thing that works well. That's why I'm happy for articles like the wars of the US and things like that. I think those are really intriguing. But I asked Mary Sofranik and Ansley Tilley to write something about public-private partnerships. And the reason I did that was because hearing from them, hearing from others, you have a statute that's not very new. Actually, it's been around for a while. But I think it offers the benefits of the private sector bringing it to solutions that can help fix environmental problems. And so I'm I'm glad that hopefully things like that, ideas like that, start to seep in with folks around the state. And I'm always like homering for Northwest and, and Swanee. I mean, doing great work. And I like that article as well, which talks about that successful project over there.
1: Well, your decade of experience, obviously, at Northwest, it is sort of that David and Goliath type of relationship between South Florida and, and Suwannee and Northwest.
0: And it is. I mean, they're still good friends you know, down south, but it, you always kind of you know have that feeling where you're looking out for these smaller communities. Some of them, though, I mean, are in, quite frankly, in Mike Register's district over at St. John's and, and Brian's and, and Southwest, and even Drew at South Florida.
1: Well, we just got our trim notices actually in Leon County, and I was very happy and proud to give my $14 to the Northwest Florida Water Management District or whatever it was. Do you remember what yours is? It's got to be around the same
3: amount. And I was actually wondering if Northwest could float an idea where you could have a write-in amount. If you want to give <laughs> Northwest a little more, would you take another dollar or, or round up. It's the Roundup program. Right. Like they have a Taco Bell. Maybe yeah. you could do something like that at Northwest.
0: When I first started the first couple of years, we would have these notices come out and we would get calls from folks. Some people would say that they were paying too much. I think they thought that we were Leon County or whatever county they were from. And it was a stormwater bill. And then folks would say we weren't charging them enough, and the answer I gave all of them when they called was, "You're right." Kept it nice and smooth, but yeah, it's an interesting constitutional limit at you know 0.05 mils. and and I think they're at about 0.02, maybe 0.023 at the moment, which uh, doesn't collect a lot of money. But anyway, that said, it's like I could go on for a while about that one, but I want us to transition into a transition, which is smooth. Yeah. Conference season is winding down, although people still find a way to meet and have conferences about things this time of year. But we're actually getting into that legislative season where everybody, and I mean everybody, comes to town, associations and groups and things like that. We actually have something in this issue of the specifier that covers some of that. I think I saw that, Jeff, your people, I'm using my quote fingers now, the engineers have something in there where they're coming to town to do their fly-in. Ryan, talk about what that experience is like. A lot of folks may not be familiar with the Madhouse here.
1: Sure. Yeah, no, it's frenetic, particularly during a committee week or especially during the legislative session. I I think everyone enjoys when you are a part of an association coming and interacting with legislators in Tallahassee and, and, and watching the process playing out in front of you. I would always counsel people that Quite honestly, the better time to do that is when legislators are in their districts because they have more time to meet with you, as opposed to having 220 meetings a day that all you know last about three minutes a piece. But it is important for associations to have certain policies put forward, have direct conversations with legislators as again the process is unfolding because. You generally see that the House and Senate craft their budgets by week five, and then week six on, the legislature really spends a a decent amount of time, if not a majority of their time, on the floor passing legislation and then passing them back and forth between chambers. Again, yeah, I, I think it is important for everyone to be here, but I try to warn my clients in particular that you are going to get more FaceTime back home. So come up, make sure that you're talking about issues that are hot topics that are actually being debated that week, if you can, and do your best to try to advocate in Tallahassee in person.
0: Yeah, I think that's great advice. And you two are now, I think, the undisputed king of conferences in Florida, you and Jeff. But I want to talk about, from your other perspective, Jeff, I assume you're a member of these associations, professional associations. How do you see those fly-ins working? Like, what do you think is trying to be accomplished for your groups? In this case, it would be the FES, Florida Engineering Society. Yeah. Well, I heard you call us uh, your people uh, earlier, so I'm still (laughs) trying to recover
3: from that. I got the veiled comment there that we're, we're just a bunch of nerds coming into town talking about our nerd stuff I am a card-carrying member of the Florida Engineering Society, and I've been so since I've joined the profession 23 or 4 years ago. Like a lot of associations, we like to come up and wave the flag around, and our people enjoy you know, getting to meet the folks in leadership. And we've enjoyed the ability to come up here and maybe punch above our weight a little bit. I, I like to think that it's because engineers are a trusted profession, and we have a Kind of a reputation of being apolitical and fact-based, and so we get a lot of visits from uh, legislators that want to talk to us, and we want to meet with them, and you know, we put on a good program, we think, and
0: I, I think we have a lot of fun. Patrick, can we expect to see more of those items in the paper as well, which is all these things that are going on like encouraging people to contact you, I would assume. Let folks know that you're going to be showing face in Tallahassee.
2: Yeah, and and I think there's a spot for that type of material in the paper. I think we can make space for events and and goings on. And when a lot of these groups are meeting, to Ryan's point, you get a lot of substance when you go into the district and you meet with a member there. Up here, when you have 50 people or 200 people come and meet with a legislator or do some of these events, you know, it's really kind of a photo op. It's good for the member, right, because it shows that they're interacting with different groups. And then it's good for the group because it shows that they're able to meet with the members. But I think a lot of the meet happens back home. But again, as a form of media, we're more than happy to show off the things that are going on. And so I think it's a, a good opportunity for that.
0: I got something for all three of you. For me, it's easy to fall into this myopia of sorts where... I'm only thinking about my wheelhouse is water, environmental stuff, but it's real tight. And sometimes you don't see the forest for the trees. And so I'll ask y'all, is there something that you notice in the specifier or something that you don't notice in the specifier at this point that you'd like to see more of? I know that we've all solicited other people to write things for the paper. Is there something that we're missing that y'all would like to see? You want to start, Ryan?
1: I'd love to. An ag focus for an addition and and carry that through, obviously. I mean, there's significant intertwining of environmental and agricultural issues that the state has a long process of identifying and working through. So I think that would be mine.
0: Yeah, that's a great idea.
1: Thank you. That's what I'm here for. Jeff?
3: I like the perspective section and I like to see more opinion there. I think it's great to get people that are in our industry to talk about what they've got on their mind. I think in an opinion style article, People can get a little bit maybe out of the box thinking those are great opportunities to share and promote ideas.
2: For me, I think two things I'll say. One, something that will be the focus will be kind of continuing to follow the news. So to Jeff's point about the rice as well, there's some of these other issues that we kind of follow from edition to edition. And since this is a, something that comes out every other month. As opposed to a daily publication, we can kind of follow up and we can see the news develop and we can kind of bring that for people who may miss it or might not be following too close attention to it. So I think you're going to see more of kind of following a series of issues as they occur from one edition to the next. And then obviously for things that break more frequently, we'll be using floorspecifier.com. The other thing I would say is... For our listeners, give us your thoughts. We're definitely open to different ideas and what people want to see in the paper. And so email me, patrick at floridaspecifier.com. I'd be happy to take ideas on areas that maybe we're not covering that we need to have a focus on.
0: I like it. And I think that's a good place to stop unless you guys disagree.
1: Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thanks for listening to the Florida Specifier podcast. If you like what you hear, please be sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. If you don't like what you hear, just email Jeff Littlejohn and let him know how we can improve the show. Or just subscribe to The Specifier Online at floridaspecifier.com and read your environmental news and commentary the old-fashioned way. But do be sure to subscribe. It's easy, inexpensive, and offers a ton of ways to read, watch, listen, and learn at your fingertips. Yeah, we definitely appreciate your support. Production of
0: this podcast is by Carl Soren and David Barfield at Lonely Fox Studios, and we want to thank Bagels and Biscuits for letting us use their music for the podcast Join us next time as we delve into the issues, policy, and people that environmental professionals and policymakers want to know about. For Jeff Littlejohn, Ryan Matthews, and Patrick Gillespie, on Brett Cyphers. We'll see you next time.